0: There are the club's traditional rivals. Then there is the Sydney Swans. From presidential punch-ups over the cost of living allowance to failed poaching attempts, it's been largely played out off-field and in the boardroom. This week, Piehard is heading up the Hume to the home of bad traffic, terrible coffee and nanny state curfews to rekindle old grudges and preview a must-win game against the Swans. This is Piehard. Looking at Collingwood today, it's hard to
1: imagine that this was one of the toughest suburbs in Melbourne. I have a magpie tattooed in a certain spot. I wouldn't say it's the biggest magpie getting around. Yeah, Out no of control brawl outside a Collingwood pub. 60 years ago, it was lined with food factories. As
2: gritty, grotty suburbs in prime locations turned into trendy hotspots. five <laughs>
1: He's the smartest guy on the team. We don't have too many to pick from.
2: You've got to go back to Billy Graham with the MCG for an American to dominate like this.
3: But you can't believe it. I
0: okay. can. Oh.
3: The bubbles bursting three
1: decades of grand final wobbles. A weekend order by the club of 288,000 cans to be consumed. I'm fooling myself.
0: It's as
3: close
2: as you'll get to greatness, you peanut. Shut up.
0: Welcome, Chunky. Hey, welcome back, Al. Great to be here. And fresh from his stint overseas, Turbo. It's great to have you back in the booth. Great to be back. You're a bit croaky there, Damo. A yeah. little bit, yeah. It was, it was a it was a big final quarter. <laughs> it was on Sunday. Oh,
2: Saturday. When was it? Saturday. Yeah. Saturday.
0: Hey, we won. That's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> it was the um. It was the side bottom shimmy. Ah, oh, the left, the right, Amazing. the centre. What did they say? What did the uh, commentator
2: say? I didn't watch the game. No, they just went, Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> really, they did. Did you see it? Like, yeah. It was just like... <laughs> The Fox commentators, you know, they kind of, like, they let go a bit more. You know? you yeah, know, was, yeah, Dwayne Robinson or Dwayne Dan Russell. <laughs> Dwayne? Yeah, yeah, Russell. Dwayne. yeah, he said, what's Dwayne his Dwayne Robinson. Move over kids, Seattle. <laughs> he's an on Globetrotter or something. He's
1: the perennial, like, third option <laughs> oh, commentator he, who no one knows his name. He's a shocker. Sorry,
3: Dwayne, but a friend of mine who lives in Canada now is always like, I really like Dwayne. I'm like... You've been in Canada too long here, buddy. What is it's going on, Dwayne?
2: Canada. You know, uh, it's funny uh, if you ever hear him call, like, a boomer's game. Oh, like, really? Yeah, because he does the basketball as Oh, well. he's a, a code hopper <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, well, it's great to have the entire Pie Hard team back um, for this very special podcast, Sin City. Okay, it's been a bone of contention between the two clubs, particularly the current Collingwood president and the ex-Sydney president. Mm-hmm. Sydney's cost-of-living allowance... Chunky, what is it? And how does it work?
3: Is it an extra it's essentially an extra from back in the day it was an extra
1: player on your list as far as your salary cap, correct? Well it was nine point eight percent extra salary cap per year. Going back a few years, the salary cap was around fourteen million. Right. So you could imagine that nine point eight percent would be one point four. One point four million ish, which
2: tip at salary.
1: Yeah, which is a Tippett or a Franklin. A Tippett and a Ben Reid. Chuck them mm-hmm. together. Where did this
0: come about? Why? Why is there a cost of living in Was, the was a,
2: there was a fa- there was a time when I think Sydney was regarded as a lot more expensive than the rest of the country. Mm. Well, but in Brisbane, Collingwood. Well, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm sure when the wow. cola came in, Collingwood would have been a bit of a bargain place to be. Have they been up Smith Street? Like?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I bought <laughs> six right. donuts the other day. Cronuts? burnt butter. <laughs> Maple syrup and walnut donuts. Wow Wow. from Inley? Cost me thirty bucks. Mate,
3: that's what happened the other week when I brought the Cronuts. I stuffed up. It cost me (laughs) forty six dollars.
1: So embarrassed to not buy the price. Given the price of a donut in modern day Collingwood, is the cola the idea of Sydney as a more expensive place to live, is that a throwback? Have times changed?
2: Have you bought those donuts on, in Bondi recently, though? No. Yeah. Could be eighty bucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. James Packers sells another bag of his. Well, no. One, to be honest, let's face it. No one. No one eats donuts in Sydney. So. Right. Maybe yeah. It's exactly. Like a say. A say. Flamed. Fat tax. Yeah. 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 Fat tax.
1: So they actually abolished the cola, over a period of two or three years. I think it finally was phased out in
2: 2017. Can I? Yes. Can I can ask a question. Was this uh, during Eddie's... Was this after Eddie went on his failed Channel 9 CEO? Remember when he moved to Sydney no, for a while? Sydney, yeah. Maybe he went up there and he realised, yeah. hang on a minute, everything costs the same. Yeah, it could be. Could and then he went be. on his march to AFL House.
1: I think the Kurt Tippett and Buddy Franklin trade caught everyone, everyone by surprise, yeah. including the AFL. Oh, 100%. Who suddenly realised, hang on, this wasn't really what we anticipated.
3: Yeah, they were robable, weren't they? I remember, Demetrio was robable, I remember, when he was traded. Because he had lined up it GWS, only, yeah, exactly. GWS and Franklin, to a T. And then out of nowhere, Sydney just went, yoink. Pretty it good move. It was a big shock. It was a great move. Yeah. Good on him. Was it a 10-year deal? No. Nine? Nine,
0: nine, nine. Nine.
3: Nine. Has it worked? Cola. Cola. or well, the banishing... I mean, initially it worked, but it's, it's created a fair
2: few problems for them now. But th- does anyone actually mind... I mean, like, you want, a, you want a strong AFL, and if mm. that means that Sydney and Brisbane are strong, right? at least they're not giving it to Melbourne. That's true. Know? Yeah, that would be laughable.
1: If it's a true phenomenon, then there's nothing to be gained from a player. It's just literally a cost of living there. It's, burning, it's, an, away right. from
2: home, it's an away from home allowance, essentially.
3: A little bit of per diems yeah. on your away job.
0: Aren't, are aren't the um, Giants all living in a joint they are. breakfast point? Set That's up right. anyway. All the all Good. the rookies are, aren't they? Wasn't that what Sheedy did? He put them all in a. Yeah. He put them all in a, some kind of Bankstown.
3: Mm. <laughs> you
0: did. You're right. It's still <laughs> there. Duplex, didn't
3: you? I think t- Taylor Adams was one of the. Um, Taylor Adams and Trelaw were one of the, first recipients of this nice double bunk. Kind a pretty of vibe. smart move. Mm. Is
2: that where, uh, is that where Whitfield was running from? When he? Uh, yeah, with Grubby. When he went to. Yeah, exactly. went to <laughs> Grubby. Grubby. Gubby. Grubby. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <Punch> bowl. <laughs> Speaking of, Conleywood had a... We pioneered that, though. Breakfast point. What, the, running the breakfast the point. <laughs> we had, no, the, uh, we had it in Williamstown. We had a little mansion down there, the mini mansion. Did we? When we were aligned with Williamstown. And we... Everyone was there. Brent McCaffer, Andrew Tranquilli, Craig Jacketine. <laughs> uh, well, at least I know Brent McCaffer and, and maybe... Butcher. There was a period where... some Sunflux it, never moved out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so. There. Who, was th- who was the <laughs> failed... <laughs> the failed American experiment. What was his name again? He was there. Marty Clark was there. Everyone. The gang. Remember the guy? Failed American. Yeah, we had the guy. He called himself the Diamond or something. What? No. no. I remember remember these guys?
2: I remember a guy from St. Kilda being American.
3: No, no. We had an American on the list maybe five years ago. Leon Davis once laughed at him. But he never played a game. He played a few pre season matches and he played in the VFL. We're going
2: to need to fact yeah, check that. Right. For it's next a real week. thing.
3: Yeah. He He got cut from the li- from the list and he cried I think.
1: What other issues were there with Sydney f- between the administrations? John Burke we're talking about John Burke in 81 uh, which
3: is probably the greatest Collingwood versus Sydney moment in the entire history of football. You know that? Ooh, he's him one too
0: yeah, he's oh, well. he, the fence? he jumps the fence you've got to get the boy off
3: I think it's the best sporting I mean if someone says I want to watch this game and they're from another country I show them John Burke Pull Collingwood you versus Sydney what happens he punches a, punches an umpire pushes an umpire on the ground swears a bit pushes his own runner runs off the ground and then a spectator mouths off at him he jumps the fence and then punches him so he gets two for one he was banned for 11 years John Burke was Collingwood Collingwood yeah under 19s uh, but the commentary is the best part because he jumps the fence and it's his second assault And one of the commentators says to the other, oh, he's give him one too. And then the other one goes, he's done well.
1: (laughs) And it was versus Sydney?
3: Versus Sydney, like an under-19s game. And then you've got Peter McKenna as the third kind of special comments. Classic Peter McKenna, mid the whole fiasco. He goes, it's got to be sheer frustration. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Pete. Thanks for that wisdom. (laughs)
2: There haven't really been any Collingwood-Sydney kind of classic finals, so I don't remember. Not since the
1: 30s. Oh, oh, right. We had the wood on them throughout our... was a prelim? Good era. Mm.
3: Yeah, there was was always really close games in those mid-2000s, wasn't it? Like one point here and three points there for a bit.
2: Is that right? Yeah, but that's because I think that was everyone who played Sydney Mm. in like you know, the mid-2000s, because they only kicked eight goals, so... The Brett Kirk years. Yeah, yeah, that Poru's, like, flooding style. You're going to come along on a journey with me. There might
3: be some ups and downs. Did anyone ever see that Brett Kirk footage?
2: (laughs) No. Does a speech
3: to to camera before he's about to commentate? There's going to be a journey. We're going to go some ups, we're going to go some downs, but I want you to come along with me. And everyone was just going, what the fuck is he doing? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it footy. We're footy. This isn't, you know, Who is he talking chakras to? we're trying to put out into the world. Uh, he was talking to the viewing public. <laughs> he did his little monologue before he started commentating in his, you know, foray into commentary. Hi, I'm Brett.
1: Brett Kirk, Sydney Swans co-captain. He's in the Essendon rooms. Thanks, Basil.
3: I just want to give you a bit of an insight into the Saturday afternoon team. We're a bunch of unique individuals. Malt house. Harley, Zemplis, McLaughlin, and myself. We're gonna engage with our minds and our hearts. We're gonna exchange ideas, thoughts, and even our energy. And to speak from your heart, you need to have courage. You need to be honest and authentic. We're not always gonna get it right. And sometimes you're not gonna agree with us, but that's okay. Because just like you, we care. Just like you, we're passionate about the game. So if you want to come along for the ride, join us on Sadayavos because we just love the footy. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone in the box must have just been thinking, who is this guy? where is he from?
2: <laughs>
1: well he's one of the Did he just take all, a take something? What's he doing? He's one of those players who'd go to the Himalayas in the off season. Yeah. With, not not Vegas.
3: Right. With Brody probably, right? With
1: Brody, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I don't think there's another club out there that has such a, a rich tapestry of player exchanges and movements mm-hmm. than Collingwood and Sydney. Yes. Cast your mind back to the early 90s. Yep. Um, uh, an underrated player for Collingwood, Dermot Brereton, um, was let go by the club and snapped up in what I'd say is a is a deal by the Sydney Swans. Didn't play too many games up there, but that kind of started a landslide of player movements. Um, let me... Well, do you want to read out some names?
1: What were they thinking with Dem? Oh, <laughs> letting, letting him go. There was, some, there was some evidence to suggest Sorry. that, you know he was a human battering ram who didn't have much left in the
2: tank did who's, whose head did he step on was it did he step on Raiden Talis Talis, yeah Raiden Talis <laughs> at Glenferry Oval right yeah he was playing for Sydney yep <laughs> in, in the VFL and he, <laughs> seven he, weeks? Sta- he stepped on his head didn't he, stepped he, on he? On yeah. he seven weeks, seven, weeks yeah. seven or eight weeks yeah
3: awful it was an awful move. Was, I remember as a kid thinking, you're not allowed to do that. He's yeah, yeah. got it studs was, on his foot. He's yeah, not even allowed to step on people's head in uh, general.
2: Yeah.
1: Was that when he was Collingwood player? No, no, it was, he, was Sydney, he was at
2: Sydney. Oh, right. Sydney. I think, but I don't think he'd even played a game for them yet. And no, like he had Right at the start. Yeah. Or in the pre-season. It was something like at the start of the year.
1: My only memory of him as a Collingwood player was it like it was like his feet were set in concrete. And he <laughs> <Yeah. couldn't, laughs> He'd he put man. his hands up to try and do a contested mark, but... All the other players were moving fluidly around yeah. him, and he was just stuck. <laughs> yeah, the he tin played, man.
2: <laughs> he played in the first Anzac game. He did. Yeah, he played did. Yeah, right. yeah, did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I think he kicked a couple too. He did. Yeah, he was all right. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't mind him. I like the mouth guard. He had, a, was, he had was, a nice smile going on. He was looking all right. It was just, uh, I mean, it was like a novelty factor. You yeah. know, you wanted him to do that. It's like he was like the team's. Te- he was like the teddy bear of the team. You Barely. know, kind of like. Apparently, he was quite
0: instrumental in, um, Severio Rocker's development
2: yeah it wouldn't surprise me
0: I think it was one of those it was one of those uh, acquisitions where I think to the tin man analogy before I think um, I think they knew maybe the uh, the best of Derm was behind him yeah but for his uh his game now I also think now you might correct me on this one chunky mm. um, but when uh, Tony Shaw was on the way out, Dermot Brereton was floated as a potential replacement coach... Are you kidding me? ...for the Collingwood Football Club.
3: Well, I think that got vetoed mainly because he takes, what, Still like at least 15 minutes to explain every single point <laughs> that he ever
1: makes. So team meetings would have been months long. Structured <laughs> differently. His assessment of players was also questionable. He, he once said that Aaron James was the most talented oh, yeah, footballer he played with. Yep.
2: He got in the, the next Gary.
3: Next Gary, yeah.
2: <laughs> he
3: had a good he had
1: a great mark on him
3: though,
0: Aaron James. He didn't get he past was... the uh, final interview.
2: No. He ended up at Richmond though after he... after Collingwood.
3: Am I wrong in saying he did a double footed jump most of the time when he would run? Derm or Aaron James? Aaron James. He had this unusual kind of basketball dunk kind of style of marking run up.
1: Well but it's just it's great to think that despite the five-day, five-night premierships, mm-hmm. Derm will always be remembered as a Collingwood person. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. <laughs> through and through. And he still, he says to this day, I heard him on SEN the other week, he said, I liked Hawthorne, I loved
0: Collingwood. Really?
1: <laughs> really? that's <laughs> wow. sounds like rubbish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> some more traits. True story. Okay. Who are some of the big ones?
1: All right, well, let me, let me put it to you, see if you can remember. Mm-hmm. In 1996... Anthony Rocker <laughs> was traded in exchange for any
3: ideas oh. Anthony
1: Rocker was traded for Mark Orchard and pick 10
2: that's pretty good
1: yeah Mark Orchard Ben Wilson
2: yes Ben Wilson
1: draft selection number 14 number 20
2: he was number 20 and he was like a forward okay I think he ended up at Adelaide after Sydney. He was kind of like he was meant to be like the next full forward, and he just he was like really thin.
0: Why did Rocker leave Sydney? I thought he was really comfortable I up just there. To go well, it's to come yeah. with big
1: big brother. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, it wasn't the story that his um his mum moved up with him.
3: Yeah.
0: Yep, is that true?
3: I've heard that's true, and Pebble. He was super homesick. I mean, <laughs> if you're a, bit a homesick, wasn't if he? you're a Northern Italian boy with a big appetite. Mm
1: you need mum's cooking no, you, need, you, know, you also work. need
0: a big ground and the SCG was never going to sate no. that
1: thirst no. but he could kick it from seven and a half back I mean up there
2: what pick was he for Sydney though do you remember early yeah no like top five yeah. six maybe am I yeah. wrong but he was always coming to Collingwood you know as yeah. like, yeah. soon as he got Destined. drafted preordained like, the, the, the trade was in you know, mm. in motion
3: Paul La Anthony Rocca teammates Northern Knights went to high school together as well And he was great for us, Pebbles. I love Pebbles. How would you compare the two brothers? Uh, I think Anthony Rocker was underrated in the last five years of his career. Obviously, that uh, ligament problem he had with his ankle was catastrophic for his development. I remember when he was playing against North Melbourne when he did it, he'd taken two speckies and kicked four goals in the first half and then ruptured his Achilles tendon. We didn't see the best of Anthony Rocker as far as I'm concerned.
1: Do you remember he was always... He was... The first instance I can remember of every telecast, every week, he was called the barometer of the Collingwood <laughs> team. Yeah, yeah. So, his fitness, or <laughs> if he had a good, if if like Rocker plays well, Collingwood plays well, yeah. was the common wisdom. Ah, oh,
3: but I mean, those, there's some truth in it. Definitely, those goals from outside. I mean, they just put a bit of gusto into any kick of sixty metre. Just bang. I loved it. He was one of my favourites. He's one of my favourites of all time.
2: And, and Severio, best career, Collingwood, North Melbourne, or Philadelphia Eagles? Oh, you go. I well, probably go Eagles.
3: Really, he made the Pro Bowl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was. Well, was he? No, he was an absolute year.
1: Well, he was an absolute star. He was my hero, and my pet rat was named after. Him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've struck a nerve there. I? Severio
0: or rocker? <laughs>
1: yeah, rocker. But it kind of segued into Severio over time. Mm-hmm. And Did you say pet rat? You had a pet rat. Great. I like that.
3: You know what is interesting? I had a good Collingwood mate growing up, Luke Cotton. Same thing. Pet rat.
1: Rat. rat. Yeah, rats are great pets. Underrated. Yep. Moving right along. 1998. We received liquor. Paul Lecuria and Mark Orchard. I thought Mark Orchard had already... So we got Mark back. Yeah, he came back. Yeah, yeah. He did come back. <laughs> the boomerang. Yeah, yep. he did. God, Mark Orchard. And... Um, he did too. Yeah, we got yeah. Lucuria, Orchard and number 44... Who ended up being Heath Scotland, and we lost selection number three. Oh, which Sid- really? Sydney Jeez. used to select Nick Fosdyke. Oh, that's all right. Then. So you'd have to say that was a big <laughs> win. That was a win. <laughs> Curia, Well, he was he was someone with such a minor amount of natural football nous, yeah. Yeah. but such a work rate that he just became. <laughs> yeah. You know, Malthouse is absolute. I love him. heart and Favorite. soul.
3: Spanish, am I wrong? Spaniard. Looks Spanish. That? That? He's a Spaniard.
2: I mean, just that photo of him crying as well with um, Malthouse. Mm.
3: What was the famous Malthouse quote? Some people aren't a Paul Liguria man, but I'm a Paul Liguria man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> famous?
0: Could <laughs> put that on the shirt, uh, now a shirt or something. Now a board member of the Collingwood Football Club. Paul Curie, the youngest board member. Is that right? And really? our friend Alex. Okay. Yep. Yep, yep he is.
3: Covorting around. Is that a word? Covorting around. Covorting around. And soirees. And, yeah. I think. They, they'd, they'd be, be running, invited, they'd be running boys, me, boys, wouldn't, wouldn't they?
0: they? Let's talk about su- some successful trades. Jesse White. <laughs> 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 Sam Murray.
3: I could have been. What else have we got? We should, we
0: should get that one No, on that that's it. There's not, many, there's not many unsuccessful ones in this batch. One that one that hurt, and this was as a boy growing up, you don't really feel the sting of a player leaving the Collingwood Football Club. It's a it's a foreign foreign, foreign concept. Mm. You have your rockers, you just know they're coming. Yeah. You might lose your Mark Orchards, but you know it's gonna pick back. yourself up. He yep. comes back.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Nick Davis. Oh yeah. That one hurt. That was the first time mm. I'd heard it whispered. That a player wanted out. He wanted to. Yeah. And it was was a really, it was an interesting time for me. I was going through a lot of change back then.
1: He could kick a a long goal. He could kick... Any goal. A goal, yeah. yeah. It was beautiful. Left foot, right foot. He was very talented. See, I thought you were going to say another guy who I thought was a heartbreaking loss. And I thought he was heart and soul Collingwood, a lifetime Collingwood man. Paul Williams. That was a big loss. Oh, yeah, that was huge yeah but that was
0: fractured it was different for me because it felt, like, felt like it felt like it was an unhappy time
3: yeah, when yeah the dark we, we were on the way down and, and dark years
1: and also the pain was mitigated by the fact that we got the prawn baron for him Oh, uh, in the that same suite of trades of we received Brodie Holland and James Clement and picked number 22
0: Definitely plundered Fremantle in that one, didn't we? (laughs) Who didn't, though, right? (laughs) Took him to sword. Yeah, exactly. Um, What about the
3: Shores? I didn't mind the Shorbs. The Shores seemed to get like maybe a inkling of a tricep in Sydney, but at Collingwood he was all right. He was recruited
1: as a forward, if I'm wrong, and then he moved back, right?
2: Mm. He was also Mister Long Sleeves too, wasn't he? Quite a bit. Yeah, he could. He
1: was kind of the Shorball. was kind of the precursor to Presty. Presti yeah he's yeah. like Presti Junior wasn't he there's not many players in your team over the years who you feel genuinely good for when they just get like a really a really kind of honest punch in <laughs> yeah. but don't do much else <laughs> no yeah,
3: exactly yeah. A punch. really slow and long and
1: calculated like stab kick that
3: gets a mark <laughs> oh, but did. also
2: <laughs> also just the lack of facial expression to ever change yeah. I, know? Think, I think it's fear yeah <laughs> On both
1: ends. Exactly. In the year 2000, the trade week was pretty convoluted. Paul Williams went to Sydney for pick number 8 and number 39. Pick number 8 was then on traded to Fremantle for Brodie Holland, James Clement and pick number 22. Mel Michael and pick number 22 was traded to Brisbane for Jared Malloy and pick 44. Pick 44 was then on-traded to Geelong for Carl Steinfurt. Oh, Steiner. <laughs> Ricky Ola-Renshaw. And pick number 39 was traded to North Melbourne for pick number 37. Wow. Well, I don't know what I
3: just I didn't realise that was so complicated back then. I thought that was a modern tacked on draft. fax machines.
2: Yeah, exactly. That yeah. Yeah. No wonder.
1: Yeah. But uh, we feel good about the Prawn Baron. James Baron. Prawn Baron.
0: Yeah. Uh, pretty Holland Brady. had his We days. feel good
1: about Brady Holland. Picked eight once. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Is there a more significant trade between the two clubs than two thousand and nine, the Jolly trade?
2: He was our best ruckman. I mean, we hadn't really had a good ruckman for a long time. Long, long time. time. I mean, and Fraser, you know.
1: Talking about instant impact, Jolly and Ball, oh, yeah, just just set us up,
3: didn't it? We just became a, a tighter team. Am I wrong in saying I felt like it was almost halfway through the year? And you knew that Jolly was coming. There was whispers, you know, round 12 that Jolly was coming to Collingwood. Do you remember that? And you're like, we're getting Jolly. We're getting Jolly. We're going to win this next year.
1: And is, is it just me or is there a general miasma around Darren Jolly these days? Do we kind of think he's probably not a great person
0: Well <laughs> what, what was the falling out? Fracturous. He got the tap on the shoulder. Yeah. It either goes two ways, right? You either tip your hat, yep. thank the club, Leave grace, graciously. Yep. Or you do a Darren Jolly, as it's known in the uh, in the Caper, right? Which is kick and scream and try and plead for another two or three years. It was done. Malthouse. The Malthouse era was over. Players couldn't live
3: and be arrogant the way they could. It was a new regime. Need to move him on. So it was Twitter around then. He teed off on Twitter, didn't he? He went nuts.
0: Darren Jolly blasts Nathan Buckley as a coward.
3: Yeah, he yeah. got deep. He got deep, oh, no. man. Yeah, it was pretty active. It was like he teed up on radio and Twitter. Jesus. And Bucks, to his credit, was just an absolute poker face. Just swear, look. Didn't take the bait. Well, he, just, and he was succinct and smart in the way he said. He said, look, when you get cut from a list, when these things happen, you go through a lot of emotions.
0: So I think it went this way. I think um, he was de- delisted by Collingwood as a 32 year old at the end of the season. Right was courted by St Kilda and Essendon in a ruck-slash-mentoring role. Remember when they did that?
3: Yeah, it was hot at that time. It was hot,
0: hot. But was overlooked by both for, guess you guess it, younger players. Uh, Um, Ah. And then after two months of dealing with the Saints, Jolly was told that he was cut. The same day he met Essendon officials and was also told he was cut. And then he went on a tirade, went back to Collingwood, obviously... Didn't, didn't have an ill word to say about St Kilda or Essendon for overlooking him, but um, described his axing from Collingwood as a bloody nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I quote, that's this that is an great. interesting, is a good tie-in. So Jolly said former Magpies coach Mick Malthouse had embraced the elements of the Sydney Bloods culture he had brought to the club. Right. But that once Bun- Buckley took over as coach, things changed dramatically. Quote, he probably found it a lot harder accepting that I had opinions about things and would give feedback on certain things that potentially he didn't like. Mm. Okay, so let's just sum up the trade. Who wins overall? Who wins overall? From, this, from the stats that you brought up, Al, we seem to
3: win in a landslide as far as I'm concerned. Aside from the Paul Williams, if I can say it properly, Paul Williams and Shawball. Other than that, I don't think they got any good players. Nick Davis was a tease. He never became a good player. He won one game, but other than that, he was a lazy footballer. Well, he won him a premiership.
1: Oh, he maybe was got that, him was into that a the year they won yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you're right, What was it the year he they did. lost by one point? <laughs>
2: it was a lazy <laughs> <He> premiership. <laughs> yeah, Have they, exactly. Here's the question. Have any players ever wanted to go home to Sydney? Because he, he had the go-home factor.
1: Oh, that's a yeah, good question. Yeah, that's a really good you know, question. Yeah, that's, like, well, maybe it's him. Well, there yeah. haven't been any good Maybe he just knew about
2: the cola and you could get an extra 10. To, I remember
3: back. reading, am I wrong in reading an article? Where he said he used to love KFC, Nick Davis.
1: <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I he loves KFC, well, or she, did. She a, so did Jai Tarima, and he won a silver medal in the Olympics. What sport? Long jump. Oh, yeah, okay. jumping Jai? Nah. Jumping Jai Tarima. <laughs> he he was a chain-smoking KFC <laughs> lover, and he once famously said... During his training for the Sydney Olympics, I reckon it was. Wow. He said, I don't think it really matters what I eat or drink. All brody- I've got to do is run 20 yards and jump. <laughs> he had a bit of uh, Brody Grundy about him, I reckon.
3: That's incredible. He didn't worry about skin folds or anything. He just had that velocity. Well, he, was nat-
1: he was just naturally gifted to a skinny bloke who could run and jump.
3: And what type of uh, country was he from? He was Australian. <laughs> he was Australian. Right. I don't know anything about this guy. <laughs> Joe, no, you'd know. Jumping Jai Tarima You'd know jumping Jai. I it's didn't like, know him either. Like, he looks like a Borat type character. It looks like a lie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we
0: should uh... Joe, if you if you listen listening, in this. if you're a huge Collingwood fan, Pie Hard fan, send us a bucket. Hit us up on uh, Instagram, Pie Hard Podcast. Here's a, here's some trivia for you guys. Have you heard of Liverpool in Sydney?
1: Uh, no, I have not. Yeah, you drive. <laughs> I reckon you drive through Liverpool on the Hume. You do. Yeah, it's about thirty kilometres
0: uh, west of Sydney. Did you know that Liverpool, once upon a time in the eighteen fifties, right, wasn't called Liverpool. It was called Collingwood. No, really. Get out, Liverpool, in New South Wales. Is the Sydney suburb of Collingwood that no longer exists. It was, it was actually founded by an entrepreneur by the name of Atkinson who owned a piggery with 500 pigs, an orchard, and an estate that was next to the Georges River. It used to have three pubs. Now it only has one. Do you want to have a, have a stab of the name of the, uh, the only remaining pub? The in, pigsty. Uh, yeah. Curring <laughs> bush.
2: The curring bush.
0: Operating under its original name. The Collingwood Hotel. You're kidding. Wow. Surely, surely there'll be a very strong connection um, to the Collingwood Football Club at the Collingwood Hotel. Only one way to find out.
2: Yeah.
3: What's on... Is it like a pig-centric menu for tradition's <laughs> sake? or <laughs> what? Swine all day. Let's find out, shall we? Yeah.
0: Thank you for the Collingwood Hotel in
2: Liverpool. To help us direct your call, please select from the following options. Press 1 for accounts with Ashley... Press 2 for the public bar, press 3 for
1: Jay's Kitchen Steakhouse, press 4 for the bottle shop, press 5 for the manager on That's duty, it. press 6 for functions with oh. Gary. She's a big pub. <laughs> <again>. <laughs> pretty... press start. Okay, let's go straight to the bar.
2: Yeah. Please hold a moment. It's are close because of the lockout. Mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everyone's in bed, but... What is ask, it like? Ask me what time they close. 8pm when I'm...
1: Oh, good day there. I'm just wondering if you're playing the game on Friday night. What game's that, mate? The Collingwood game. Yeah, it'll be on one TV somewhere. Oh, so it's not, not on the main TV, or? No, I usually put the league on the two main TVs. Oh, bummer. Do you get many Collingwood people up there, uh, Collingwood supporters? No, not really. Even though it's the Collingwood Hotel, yeah, no. Nah, to be honest. Did you um, did you know that it's, uh, the neighbourhood used to be called Collingwood? No, it didn't. Yeah, it was... It it's was Liverpool. Yeah, it was Collingwood. Back in the 1800s, it was actually um, Collingwood in Sydney up there. Last working-class neighbourhood and thought we might find some of our brethren in the area. Oh, OK. Anyway, not to be. um All right, Cheers, All right good luck.
0: See Bye. <laughs> well, that went uh, as expected. Swimmingly well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was alright. He was—he actually gave us. Well, we
0: won't be going out there on Friday. No, front. he was
3: genuinely intrigued for about two seconds, and uh, then he, he was, knew.
2: Yeah, at least he knew that that were going to happen. Yep. It was that clearly play. a history buff.
1: Yeah, I like how actually. It, if you were to write a script about what you'd expect him to say <laughs> with the league on the <laughs> yeah. main TV, I mean, that's how it would go.
0: I think we should have gone option one: accounts with Ange. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay. they've got a I bit did. more leverage on that one. I yeah. liked how
3: he said it. Yeah, it'll be on a TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we'll just play just, League up here. You it. can just imagine
2: like this dusty TV with cobwebs all over it. You
1: totally, know? a few plastic seats.
2: <sighs> Blow it off.
1: Yeah. yeah. But sounds like we've got a headquarters and we've got a Sydney boys. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. I don't know if we'll necessarily be visiting. It sounds that far from Sydney Central, but <laughs>
3: it'll be a different way. type of holiday. But it's interesting. It'll be a fun holiday. Suckling pig at the Collingwood Hotel. Yep suckling and then salami on top of that and then pancetta on top of that. All that good stuff.
0: So this will be an interesting game. It's the first one since the, uh, the poaching debacle of 2018, which was well documented at the time. A, um, an impotent raid on Collingwood's Black Line by the uh, so-called Bloods culture. Right. I'm not sure if stealing players is part of a...
1: Um, Pretty close. Productive culture. Mm. No, the poachers. The uh, poachers. Arrows that just bounced off the rhinoceros.
2: So... Rich Tom and the gazelle.
0: Exactly. Rich Tom and the all-Australian backman, the gazelle.
1: <laughs> oh, well, who could we get back from Sydney? Who would be a
3: great fit at Collingwood from Sydney? Stupid ones like
1: Franklin aside. I uh, wouldn't mind Isaac Heaney. Oh, that's great. <laughs> the the, the marquee player, the franchise player.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you wouldn't take a, you know, many of the other bloods. You know, these blokes are, just bang way? their f- head against brick wall for 10 years and they end up cooked like Hanbury. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Kennedy,
2: he's out too. He's oh, not yeah. playing. Is he? Yeah, he's injured. And
3: Parker's injured and then also... Franklin's out. Someone's going to get suspended, I believe. Fuck it. Well, that's true. I reckon no, if,
0: if there was anyone we'd take from Sydney, it would be in their coaching division. It would be uh, Stevie J. Ooh, and you had you've got a little bit of mail on that, don't you? Well, it's interesting because, as we all know, Collingwood came very very close to snaring Stevie Johnson at the height of his um, the height of his career. But yes, I do have some
1: intel here. At the height of his indiscretions. Yeah, oh, exactly. Exactly. indiscretions. Imagine Stevie J added to the Rat Pack. Oh, <laughs> man. oh man. It would just be almost too much. It would be over
2: the edge. West Coast scenario. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> just quickly, who did Stevie Johnson go for and was obsessed with growing up? Pies. Pies. Collingwood. Big pies, man. Big
0: pies, man. Well, the stage is set for a return, I mm. think, um, next year in the coaching ranks. But interesting that... Our coach, Nathan Buckley, called Stevie Johnson mm. after the snake, um, JDG's latest indiscretion a couple of years ago, the drink driving charge, sought out the phone number of Stevie Johnson to call him up and ask him what he did right. to correct his truancy, his errant behaviour, in the hopes of getting some kind of insight mm. ah. into how, how to control... Arguably, Collingwood's most dangerous weapon. Yeah. On and off, we should. Uh, how how did that
2: call would have gone?
0: Like Richard, probably Bow- like Bow- the uh, Collingwood Hotel call
2: earlier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we should. We should try probably to, took we a should few try goes. Do a reenactment of Buckley calling Stevie J. I mean, did he stop though, Stevie J? I mean, he he kind of had that larrikin, loose, loose yeah, reputation. For he, most of his career, I reckon he had he a swore year off, off the grog. booze Yeah, a yeah. year off, just,
1: off the booze. That's the thing they do. They have a year off drugs, prove yeah. to everyone that and they're then, on the straight narrow, and, and then they surreptitiously uh, get back into it when they start to play well.
3: Hmm. I'm allowed this because I kick six goals,
2: and fair enough. When, uh, you, when you get to that peak of like Dane Swanness, where you just you got the rite of passage. Who remembers hmm. 2011, Stevie
3: Johnson on the verge of? Not playing with that knee injury, mm. and they were jabbing him up. And I think, am I wrong in saying that Eddie Maguire got helicopters over Skilled Stadium to <laughs> 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 check it out? He had all this survey. He had went, went, yeah, he went Stevie hard Jay. in the paint on that Eddie. He really wanted to find out. They got the jab right, unfortunately. Because
1: Stevie J was—he really was cooked. I mean, yeah, there's there's no way he should should be playing an AFL match, but they got him up. I don't know how they did it. They got.
3: I remember reading about it. Apparently, the jab went in the right way. He said,
1: sometimes they get it in there, but they don't get it in right. Ah. And he, that jab,
3: right in there.
1: I'll tell you when they didn't no, get it went. in right. They didn't get it in right with Mick McGowan, the mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the jab. In the groin. They didn't miss it, did they? did I think they,
3: yeah. it, they? they, I think they uh, just went nuts on uh, the uh, injection. Yeah. Just, just shoot everywhere. <laughs> that was uh, one of
1: the most bizarre scenarios uh, yeah. when I think... Yep. Maybe three or four times the ball missed his boot. I think it was at Vic Park. Vic Park Carlton, am I wrong?
3: Yeah. Vic Park and Medical
1: Rooms. Mick McGuan was known for streaming through the middle and bouncing the ball and kicking long into the four fifty. Yep. He had the famous seven bounces for yeah. a goal, which I think is on our um our audio uh, introduction it for piehard. No, Mick McGuan um on this particular day in the mid nineties was still streaming through the middle doing his thing, but Every time he went to put the pill on his boot, he just kind of had that awkward uh, kind of twinge look about him, like something just wasn't working. and yeah. It would kind of either dribble off the side of his laces or he'd, he'd just miss the ball and fresh air it. And it happened three or four times yeah. in the space right. of a quarter. Did um, you
2: keep on playing?
1: The uh, Yeah, he kept on playing. I think they gave him another jab. Yeah. <laughs> It wore off in the wrong way and then in the right way. Yeah. So they have got the jab wrong and his groin and he hit the he hit a nerve or some nonsense. <laughs> I love that story. Because when sports science wasn't quite what it is today. <laughs> one
3: one rule fits all. Just some sort of painkiller jab. Go.
1: Literally a stab in the dark.
0: Mm. Okay, so really excited to um, for Pie Heart, I guess, to take their first road trip yeah, of the year after awesome. Sydney. First time uh, we haven't played at the SCG. We have. We played last year, didn't we? Yeah, we, yeah. We, not much really Before we that, that tel- was it Telstra? We, we had that long stretch at Telstra Stadium. Telstra is that Stadium? What it was? Australia Stadium, something Australia like that. Australia Stadium. Right? The, last years,
2: <laughs> the last two years, I think, we played in Sydney. Last year we played and we didn't have a back line, remember? A no, we do not oh, imagine. Playing that's playing right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Franklin. Right, that's right. We could have done with Hamstring.
0: Well, it's a very different team, very different setup. Will Darcy Moore play? What, what are you expecting? I think he will.
2: I think he will. I don't think they're going to arrest anyone at this time of the year old i like it yeah great what's he got like it's like a slight, darcy sawness behind the knee yes yeah, so of slight kick in the knee or something to me you play
3: mm. yeah you know, darcy i can see playing i can't see jdg and i can't see tay tay well yeah definitely not taylor adams but i can there's a lot of hope here this is great you know,
2: out. who's who else langdon
3: quay 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 comes in and young J day i-o-c-o-s
1: oh, we just he wasn't up?
2: the best are well, we yeah, just gonna
1: call cool. Quainor in until it happens? <laughs> no, we better. I'm sick of it. I need him in every week until it happens. Well, we well
0: we're losing. So we lose we lose a backman and we lose a forward. Yeah. So IQ definitely comes in. That's what I thought. A, IQ and then a Dacos. I reckon. I reckon Wells. I reckon Wells. Not not just for the spectacle. Well, the well, so Douglas sneaks oh, like this. Oh, Wells. Wells. But Wells give give Wells? Wells, give Wells give Wells Sydney and give Wells Fremantle. Possibly Melbourne, and then he has a bit of a, a little break. Little break, I reckon this hey, is just perfect timing. Racehorse timing.
3: You're talking my language because also SCG small, good to get him in. He's not going to pop something soft. It's beautiful. Now he could just stand still in the middle. We love it. Just get him back. When was he? When was that great year he had? <laughs> <laughs> Those eight <six>. games. <laughs> <laughs> no, for Collingwood, and he just was. Every single possession was beautiful, and it was literally his only domain was. The centre square.
2: I think you're talking about a game. game, Yeah, maybe. I I think it was a half a game. (laughs) Against Adelaide, right? He got injured, and Buckley still told him to get back out there. Mm. Oh against Melbourne. (laughs) I'm I'm looking forward to the slightly uneducated Sydney fans, you know, because the fair weather. Yeah, or just see, you know, when they like great catch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They they hated. the yes. You know, they just don't really. You know, they're 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 mm. a bit away. They they're not really they're still deep in the culture no. that we get down here. Mm. They don't um, like, but they're, they're also quite endearing themselves. You know.
1: And quite passionate in their own misguided way. Well, the Swans
2: are very eastern suburbs. Too. Mm. You know, they're very very snooty. That's mm. true. They're yes. kind of
1: yeah, SCG. Yeah, quite yeah. a lot of grandmas. Yeah,
2: and mm. yeah,
1: yeah. Generally, kind of affluent, soft types. Yep. Actors and things at other uh, the studios are, there. You know, they are the swans and the
2: swans are quite graceful, so
1: one thing I am looking forward to is the review you blokes can provide us and the rest of the pie hard supporters for Pie in the Sky travel services. Oh
0: yes. Yes, the official the well the number one travel firm of the Collingwood Football Club is Pie in the Sky still. I think. It's, right. I, I don't think it, it
3: exists. The the is act- act-
2: pits. Pits. <laughs> <is the acronym. laughs> you know what's great? You know what's great? You know what I love about the itinerary? They even tell us the roadhouses we're going to stop at on the way up. <laughs> ah, fantastic. Pie <laughs> guy, the guy, yeah. Gundagai, dog, dog on a Tucker Box. No, we love Pie in the Sky. Yeah. Yeah. Pie on
1: the Hume.
0: One thing I'm looking forward to this week is uh, three votes best on ground to Darcy Moore. Mm. Because I would love. Who's the CEO? Andrew Island. Geelong, no, the Geelong. No, Hull, Tom Harley. Tom Harley. Oh, right. His f- miserable failed attempt at um, dragging uh, Darcy Moore up to Sydney. Oh, God knows why. The or poor man's Nick Maxwell. Yeah, he'd be quite. But I would just love Darcy Moore to uh, put on an absolute Oz clinic up there in front of uh, Tom Tom Harley and absolutely. Andrew Island or whoever is in charge up there just to uh, remind them of uh, the sweet taste of what they uh, the forbidden fruit yeah yeah. Mm.
3: yeah it would be great it's on display isn't it oh it is in, it's all, its in all its glory
1: well the gazelle really suits the warmer climes it does <laughs> good for the hamstrings
2: yeah no, not last time
1: oh not last time yeah. oh, that's right. true touch wood what did you learn from the Sin City episode I learned that Mark Orchard is
3: a wanted man at Collingwood <laughs>
2: <laughs> that there's a
3: you know there's a
2: bit of
0: Collingwood everywhere mm. really mm. you can take the Collingwood out of Collingwood but you um, well you can put it in Sydney but then you can take it out again <laughs> <laughs>